Sue Kurati is one of the most influential business leaders in our community. The C-Suite, featuring key leaders in Des Moines, and explores the motivations that made them successful and how they're shaping their organizations, our city, and the economy. And it's sponsored by Competitive Edge, advertising specialty manufacturing company, your promotional edge. The C-Suite with Sue Kurati. Hi, I'm Sue Kurati, a retired CEO of Bankers Trust, and joining me today is Bob Ritz, who is the CEO of the Mercy Health Network. Bob, thank you for joining me on the air. It's great having you. Oh, it's my pleasure, Suku. Thank you for inviting me. Bob, you've got a wonderful background with the healthcare industry. So why don't you tell us about your background and what brought you to Des Moines? Absolutely. It's uh, it's so convenient that we're having this conversation uh, sitting here in the same room together because you were a big part of me coming to Des Moines. So I'll, I'll start somewhere else, but I wanted to make sure I didn't forget to get that in. Um, my healthcare background goes back 33 years. Um, originally from uh, from West Virginia, spent uh, several years uh, in graduate school, came back to West Virginia for 16 years in my hometown hospital, which is interesting because you're supposed to do that when you retire, not when you start out. I guess I was always backwards, Suku. Um, but after that, I uh, left and went on to, um, to an opportunity in Connecticut uh, for about six or seven years and then about six years in Springfield, Illinois. And, and lo and behold, I get a get a call about an opportunity in Des Moines, Iowa, to which I said, I, I don't think I'm going to go any further into the Midwest. I think, if anything, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go east. And uh, I listened to people like you and, and Steve Chapman and Dan Houston and Dave Valing and others who said, just make the trip. And once I made the trip here, it was, uh, that was it. So I've um, had a rich uh, history of uh, healthcare experiences, and everyone has uh, a unique set of um, being the best circumstances. Bob, um you started out at Mercy Medical Center, then you became the CEO of the Mercy Health Network. For the sake of our listeners, explain the difference about between Mercy Medical Center and the Mercy Health Network. Absolutely. Mercy Medical Center uh, has, has been around for well over 120 years. Um, the Sisters of Mercy obviously being the foundresses of that, of that medical center and uh, this, the Mission of Mercy at the centerpiece of it. Uh, for a long time, independent hospital uh, as part of the Sisters of Mercy. Um, and at one point in our history, about 22 years ago, the sisters, along with two other uh, orders of, uh, uh, of spiritual women, decided that they had to make some big, bold decisions, uh, either to uh, to really kind of pass on um, their their ministries because of their own uh, future of their of their covenant, uh, their communities or do something um, aggressive, bold, so to speak. And, and naturally, the sisters decided to do something bold, and they formed a merger. Uh, Mercy Medical Center uh, is a uh, part of that merged uh, result because Catholic Health Initiatives in Colorado was the end result of the three communities coming together. Uh, Mercy Medical Center today is still owned and operated by Catholic Health Initiatives. Uh, by contrast, there are four other Mercy Medical Center plus at least four other ones in Iowa. Uh, Sioux City, Mason City, Dubuque, and Clinton. Those are uh, ministries of Trinity Health out of Livonia, Michigan. Um, Twenty years ago, Catholic Health Initiatives and Trinity Health decided it would be in the best interest of Iowans and be the best interest of their Catholic ministries here to work together collaboratively. And they formed a collaboration called Mercy Health Network. And so that's who I represent today. Across Iowa, how many employees, how many Hospitals. Well, 40, 44, 45 affiliated hospitals, mm-hmm. about 15 of them are owned uh, hospitals, um, and the rest we, we cover by management agreements. 
Uh, we have uh, 230 clinics mm-hmm. and a few over 20,000 staff. It's a big job. It's and you probably number. are seeing a lot of Iowa. I'm seeing a lot of Iowa. I'm covering about 3,300 miles a month in my vehicle. Bob, when you came to Mercy Medical Center, as you think about the community and state of Iowa, what did you find? What were your expectations and what have you, you know, are we meeting your expectations? First of all, it's not for someone to meet my expectations, but let me just tell you that um, it is one of the best kept secrets. And um, on, on one hand, we want to keep it that way. On the other hand, we don't. Yeah. Um, you know, working in Illinois uh, and have a, a deep, a deep level of respect and admiration for people from Illinois, but just one boundary away in Iowa, the vast difference in uh, really the, the culture, the economic vitality, the spirit and camaraderie of the people here. It's not that it doesn't exist in Illinois, but it surely is not as profoundly available as it is here. Um, so I think the the benefits that Des Moines and, and Iowa bring to professionals is beyond description on a podcast. You've also been, you know, in a very short period of time, you became quite involved in the community. Um, I'm sure your listeners wouldn't know why. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, what have you found uh, from yeah, a community well, involvement standpoint? Suku, in the spirit of uh, our, our mutual admiration and candor for each other, let me just say that I think I had been um, officially the CEO of Mercy Medical Center uh, for a few months, maybe not even that many, before you asked me if I would uh, co-chair Bravo. And I, I remember vividly that conversation because mm-hmm. I didn't really know what Bravo was. And I think you that was by design. By yeah, I think you described it as a high school prom. As I read, <laughs> yeah, it was the, the adult, adult prom. The adult prom. <laughs> um, let me just say it's a first class event, and I can't I can't be on to tell you how much fun Eric Crawl and I had doing that together. Mm-hmm. So, so the message here is clear: you yourself have been an icon when it comes to community stewardship and community leadership, uh, and that's good because it's been in my own DNA as well uh, through my father and some of the work that he has uh, done in years past. And so I've been able to watch many um, community leaders uh, demonstrate, not talk about, but demonstrate how important it is for, for people to commit to their communities beyond um, the, the daily routine of work um, and that they have something to offer to, to make sure they extend that offer. With the board of directors of Mercy Medical Center, and I'm sure in many other organizations in Des Moines, uh, there's a rich heritage of community involvement and again, it's not, it's not out of a sense of obligation. It's out of a sense of passion. There's a real difference there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the collective outcome of that has been remarkable. And I, and I do believe, in large part, that describes the difference I've seen in, in Iowa and central Iowa and certainly Des Moines versus other places I've lived. Mm-hmm. You have done a great job, Bob. I have to applaud you for that. Currently, you chair the Greater Des Moines Committee. I see you in action in like you've been here for years you know everybody so, so. that's like the story you know <laughs> if you say to somebody it seems like you're playing a lot of golf uh, there's a <laughs> message there <laughs> that means both of you are uh, so i would share that with you with respect to seeing me actively involved bob if you were trying to attract somebody from that next generation to central iowa um what would you tell them? what would you tell that person to get them here well um i would tell them that i have three young sons mm-hmm. Uh, 27, 25, and 21. Uh, two of them live outside of Des Moines, outside of Iowa, uh, Denver and Atlanta. Uh-huh. And each time they come here, they continue to tell their friends they should come meet them here. 
That's the first thing I tell them. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that um, because it's, quote, unquote, a cool place. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell them that, um, and, and I don't, it, it's not the next time. We do it all the time. Um, I would tell them that Des Moines has been really fashioned around um, the demography of the times. I would tell them there are uh, condo complexes being built off of bike paths with separate uh, storage units and, and, and washes for bikes. I would tell them that the food trucks and the breweries and the culture events and the plays and the symphony, um, I would tell them that Des Moines is ranked uh, one of the highest for young professionals by Forbes in the country, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would tell them that... Um, that this is a place that's really designed for multi-generations, but the millennials have not been left out, that's mm-hmm. for sure. And I would also just tell them that the East Village is a growing area and that there's an AC hotel there. They'll know what that means. Sure. Uh, and that Uber is plentiful. The, uh, the millennials will have no problem finding Des Moines yeah. a special place. Yeah. It's great to hear that, Bob. The healthcare industry itself has been through a number of changes, and I realize each state is very unique unto its own with reimbursements and all of that. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there, there's a, a clear uh, awareness that people now know healthcare represents the highest portion of our national economy. Mm-hmm. And as a result, other companies looking at healthcare as an opportunity. So we've seen the, the announcements of, of uh, collaborations between J.P. Morgan and Amazon, for example, uh, Berkshire Hathaway. We've seen the announcements of... Uh, Apple. Uh, we mm-hmm. know that that Walmart um, is is equally uh, interested in healthcare. There's a reason for that, and it, and the reason is not because it's just a big industry. The reason is is because no one seems to be happy with the industry. Um, I would I would say that um, we've we've really come to a point I think where when you compare the U.S. to other civilized uh, industrialized nations. Um, we have not um, had the results of our investment that those nations have. So there's a call to action. Uh, in, in addition to that, the society expects that the healthcare system provide exactly what it expects. Mm-hmm. So it's not what it used to provide, it's not what others provide, it's what people want. And we're not doing the best job of that. We have a great, we're, we have a great healthcare system to take care of people when they're really sick. Um, but we don't uh, have the best healthcare system for convenience and for consumer engagement, things mm-hmm. of that nature. So I'd say we're going through a rapid transformation. Mm-hmm. And we're doing that at a time where the, the cost pressures are real, yeah. um, the expectations are higher, and the opportunity for other companies to come in and, and really show um, how the consumer movement and digital movement can reform healthcare is is becoming uh, readily apparent. Yeah. It is definitely an in- interesting industry, to say the least. No question. And having retired from banking... Uh, I always thought that we were an industry that was heavily, heavily regulated. And then I had my first exposure to healthcare, and I realized that banking was not so bad after all. <laughs> That's right. And I would tell you, it's still, Suku, one of the best industries that I can imagine where you can work with so many people of so many different backgrounds and take care of people who really have a need. Yeah. So that's the special part. Yeah. Bob, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Um, talk a little bit about the whole concept of communication, communication between physician and nurse, between the professionals and the patient, and all of that, the engagement, all of those types of things. It's such a big 
area in terms of just the topic of discussion with what's going on, et cetera? Yeah, well, communication healthcare is no exception, mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the, the expectations for spontaneous communication continues to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're right to point out we have doctors and nurses and technicians, and we have uh, vendors and, and all, all, all of those different relationships that have to really work together. Uh, I guess, that in general, the, the need to communicate clearly, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, and quickly um, is really at the very hallmark of what I think is to be effective leadership. And um, no matter how big or how small the organization, um, communication is the difference between people feeling like they know where you're going and know what they can do to help get there and know how the performance along that path has been. Um, you can't over-communicate, but you can con- con- communicate in a confusing way. So it's really important to think about mapping out mentally in your mind what's the message, who needs to have it, and mm-hmm. how fast. Mm-hmm. And then biggest part of communication is listening. And mm-hmm. so many people don't listen. Um, and whether they're not listening because they have other things on their mind, but with the complexity of uh, the individual um, devices that we all um, fashion our lives around these days, the art of listening has been lost. Um, because people are usually keystroking or reading mm-hmm. while, you're, while you're allegedly communicating. So I would, I would call to our attention, all of us, that we really need to take that time to hear what people are saying. And to do that, you have to look them in the eye. Yeah. Uh, so much communication is nonverbal as well. Yeah. So oh. there's all different Great point. components. Yeah, absolutely. Bob, you've been, a, you've been wonderful. Um, is there anything I haven't asked you that you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I know I, we could go on all day. Yeah, no, I, I just think, Suku, um, it's really important in the, in the greater Des Moines community, central Iowa, Iowa's a state, that we really continue the amazing stuff that we've done over the years here. I've only been the pleasure of it for five years. Mm-hmm. But that's come on the backdrop of a long, a clear path of leadership and and passion and conviction. So so I, I guess what I would say is let's make sure we keep this ball rolling. Sure. And never, never be comfortable with the current. Mm-hmm. Because if we get comfortable with the current, yeah. the future will pass us by. Pass us by. Well Bob, thank you again. Thank really you. Really appreciate cool. it. It's good to see you. Yeah, thank like say likewise say. Thank you, Bob. The C-Suite with Suku Radia, sponsored by Competitive Edge, advertising specialty manufacturing company, your promotional edge.